Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. If you run a lawn care and landscaping business or any green industry business and honestly any service-based business, maybe even any business in general, I wouldn't know because that's all I have experience with. But if you are looking to retain your employees for longer than any of your competition has heard of and, and longer than you've ever heard of or ever seen before and you want to do it in a way that it's not pulling teeth where you don't feel like you have to give people insane seniority just because they've been with you forever but because they actually provide value to you and your company and without creating a bottomless pit for your employees where they're just sucked in for life and they can't do anything but rely on you that's really not a very ethical way of doing business i get it some people have Guys, some druggies, some felons who've been around for 20 years, not looking to do that, looking to have high-quality guys for a couple years at a time to retain them so that they don't leave because of me. Well, they leave because of me because I provided them with better opportunities to continue to grow so that, number one, obviously they like you better and life is just good. You're chilling. Two, they refer you even more high-quality employees just like them who are looking to go to the next level and not just get stuck at a dead-end job. They don't want your job uh, working with your company to be just a dead-end job. So if that sounds like you, you want to retain employees longer, but you want to do it in an ethical way. You want to do it in a way where the employees win too. For me personally, I know that when everybody else is winning, I'm going to be winning. I've heard it said from people who are like, I'm going to be a billionaire by creating a thousand millionaires. I think that's a really good philosophy to go about just anything uh, when it comes to the people that you're going to help. Um, and by the way, if you're not helping your employees get to the next level, you're hurting them and you're and that's not a good thing. They're going to leave in frustration and anger, leave you a bad review, leave you a bad rap, and that's not something you want. And it's just going to be a pain working with them in general. With that being said, three parts to retaining um, quality employees. Okay, so the first one is during the hiring phase. Uh, second one is during the training phase. And on from there, what do you do when they're actually like regularly working for you? How do you retain good employees? Now, the first part, right, during the hiring phase, and this is where it all begins. If you don't set yourself up well from the beginning, I'm sorry, it gets harder and harder from here. But if you set yourself up well from the hiring phase, things are going to be running way, 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 way better. So during the hiring phase, first thing, set clear expectations. The more details, the better. The more specifics, the better. So that they can't come back and be like, well, you didn't tell me about that, right? And it's one thing if you add one more thing. But if you don't tell them about something you do every day, you're like, yeah, every day we change the blades on the mower, but you don't tell them. And then they get they get uh, back to the shop and like, oh, thank goodness, get to go home. And you're like, oh, whoa, 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 you got to change the blades. They're like, whoa, I didn't even know about that. When was I going to find out about that? Right? So during the hiring phase, make those things clear. I know it sounds so stupid. During the hiring process, during the phase, I'm saying the first thing you say is, hey, we change our blades after every day we work out uh, in the field. Like they're gonna be like, what, 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 what are we talking about here? Like I thought, like I'm trying to see if this is a good opportunity for me to actually work with you and see if I'm qualified to do so. Not like ask about the blades. Like what, what's going on? So from there, later in the process, make sure that you make all the expectations clear on their end. I say honesty is the best policy. Just be honest with them. Like I was honest with some commercial clients uh, the other evening where they're like, so what happens if we get like four inches of snow per hour? and it's us or it's this other major apartment complex. I'm like, I'm going to do you guys both at the same time, but we're in four inches an hour. I'm sorry, you might not be out in time, right? Like things might happen. So be clear, be honest. That's honesty is always the best policy because then, you know, later on, they're not going to feel like you're lying to them. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a second, but it builds better trust. And the more trust, the less trust they have, the more likely they are to leave. So better trust, more likely to stay. Um, 
Don't shy away from the dirty details. Again, they'll feel like you're lying to them. Uh, give them a clear path to grow, right? You'd be like, yo, Timmy, my boy Timmy over here started as a trimmer guy. He was a trimmer guy, dude. He trimmed and he blew. And he put up the gate on the trailer and he threw some mulch and just basic stuff. Then he started driving the truck and then he started driving mowers. And then he started helping us with our equipment, putting that stuff away. And then he just took initiative and said, hey, I want to be the new general manager for those new two or three crews that we're starting this year. I want to help manage them on top of my normal responsibilities. Then he did for a year. And then this year we have got five trucks under him and he doesn't even have to go out and cut grass except for, you know, once a week, once every two weeks. He's in the truck. He's going around solving problems. He's going around making schedules. He's going around doing the big boy stuff, making the big boy dollars, right? Like give him clear paths to grow, right? You, you literally told them if you learn trimmer, then you learn blower, then you learn how to use the gate. Then you learn how to do mulch and landscaping and then the truck and then the mower and then you take initiative at the shop and then you ask me about this new crew and you can even say like I offered it to him. That's even better if you're like I offered it to him. So it's like, oh, I didn't even – I just need to work hard and show you that I work hard and then you're going to promote me, right? Even better. I don't even have to ask for a promotion, right? Because sometimes that can be unnerving. I'm like, dude, I can just work hard, learn these basic skills, take some initiative and he's going to promote me and now Timmy's making $90,000 a year. And he only mows like once every other week. Dang, Timmy's Timmy's killing the game, you know? Like, and when they see that clear path, super helpful for them, right? Generally, you want guys to be uh, stepping stones in your business. And if you're not in lawn care landscaping, maybe girls, uh, if you're like home cleaning or something like that, you have women, that kind of thing, right? You want them to be, this to be a stepping stone for them, not a long-term thing, unless they grow into a position where they're making $70,000, $80,000 a year and they're managing all this stuff for you. And you're like, dude, this is awesome, right? Um, and something else during the hiring phase, I just mentioned it, is find a spot in their life. Ask them about their life. Hey, what do you want out of life? What do you want X, Y, and Z, right? Find a spot in their life vision to be a stepping stone. Be like, hey, dude, you're going to pay a little bit more. You're going to get good experience. I'm going to put in a great word for you on your resume because I know you want to get in construction. I'm going to get you to be a foreman. I'm going to put that on your resume, foreman, right? So you already have a manager experience. As you go to trade school to learn how to X, do X, Y, and Z, which, by the way, if you got to get out at 5.30, make sure you get, you know, you guys get back to the shop 15 minutes early on the days you work, right? Maybe we could do this. Maybe we could figure this out. Maybe, and you just find a way, figure out what they want, and find a way to mold it into their vision of who they want. You can't just change their vision. You, they just match you. You can't just be like, yeah, you know, nah, st- stupid plumbing. Mowing lawns is the place to be, right? And they're like, dude, what is this? What is this? this I, it's my dream, plumbing. Don't insult their dream. Find a way to compliment it and be a part of it. And by the way, don't be like, yeah, well, you know that you could be a millionaire if you work for us. Look at the numbers, right? You make $25 an hour after five years of working. Guess what? You, you save uh, uh, you know, 30% of your income. You live on the rest. You eat ramen noodles for the next 30 years. You could be a millionaire. Don't You don't have to like pitch them like that. You can just pitch it as a stepping stone because it's really not much more than that unless they're like, hey, I'd love to you know, be in a management position at a company. It's like, oh, well, maybe you could be you know, something at, at our company, Timmy, he's moved up. He's now our uh, chief operations officer. As we continue to grow, we're probably going to need another one or a marketing officer or uh, an office manager or something like that. And, you know, that's the growth position. And at a certain point, I'll step away. And we need a big dog rolling in and making sure the work gets done. I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. And just let it throw that out there, right? Be a spot, find a spot in their life vision to be a stepping stone to find your little place in their life vision. So ask about that. Don't just be like, so what do you want to do after college? And then they're like, oh, I, I'm thinking this. 
They're like, okay, well, what do you like to do? What do you, what, you know? And sometimes it's hard because they don't have a great life vision for themselves. They're like, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about this. And you're like, cool, right? Is that, is that like important to you? Like, is plumbing to you? Are you interested in trades? Ah, not really. What do you like? What do you, what do you, you know, spend time doing? And you're like, and they're like, ah, you know, I love, um, I love work. I'm just going to use this as an analogy, right? Totally random. I love working out all the time. I started this Instagram. It's got like 200 followers of, uh, you know, me doing training videos to like trending music and stuff like that. And I, I just, you know, I, I'd love to do that. Just work out, film it. You're like, awesome. Well, we actually, and this is something that we're going to do in the spring. We're going to have like a workout setup in the, um, in like the building where we're going to store our equipment. Um, it's somewhere that's climate controlled, right? Like the indoor part. And uh, yeah, dude, you should come work out with us. Boom, you could just work out right there. Film one video right there. Boom. I'm not going to tell you you can't film or anything like that. If you want to set up lighting, if you got some lighting in here, you could do X, Y. Just find a way to make it fit in their vision. Even if it's a silly little vision, you're like, cool. Yeah, no, that would be dope. That would be dope. Or it's like, dude, I, I really want to be a welder. But I'm, you know, I'm trying to go to trade school too. And like, okay, what's the schedule look like for that? Like, well, I need to be there two days a week during Monday through Friday. And you're like, okay. Yeah, we actually have a crew go out on Saturday. So maybe I could add you to the Saturday crew. And we can see about shifting some of your hours and responsibilities. We'd have to see. You'd have to be really qualified. But, like, put that out there. Say, hey, maybe maybe we could be the magical stepping stone. Because I'm going to tell you right now, no other company gives two craps, two hoots about people and what they want out of their life. When I when I walked into the, it's the only job I've ever had. Um, I was working at Wegmans at a grocery store and uh, they didn't ask me. They weren't like, so what do you what do you want to do? Da, 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 right? I mean, I'm sure they asked me something like that. I'm like, I don't know. I want to do, uh, I just want to make money or something stupid. I said something stupid, right? Because I really didn't know. And they weren't like, awesome. Well, here at Wegmans, our store manager actually makes this. So if you put in the work as a cashier and you move up to this and then you do this and you do this, boom, 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 you can make $120,000 a year. And I mean, we know people who've done it in 15 years. So I mean, long-term play, but you could definitely do that or you could use it as a stepping stone. We've got great uh, scholarships for college and da, 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 that we can help pay for your college. You could be a lawyer, doctor. They didn't explain that to me, bro. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? By the way, they didn't even care because they had so many people applying that they're like, we don't even care. We don't even care. But I would say even if you have a million people um, reaching out, which we're going to have a decent amount of people reaching out because we're going to go crazy. Even if you have a decent amount of people reaching out to you, it's good to align with their vision for the retention aspect. Not even for the recruitment aspect, but for the retention aspect. That's huge. Also, it's really helpful for recruiting as well. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned that in the recruiting episode. If not, great way to recruit people. Find a way into their vision, but that also helps retain them long term because you can always remind them of that. And if their vision shifts, you can just shift with them. Um, and you could just do like quarterly meetings with them. I'd highly recommend doing quarterly meetings, but on that in a second. Second thing, during the training phase, right? We just got out of the hiring phase, training phase. Longer, more intentional training phase, right? So no two hours and then you're on your own stuff. No, three, four days training with them hands-on, one to three weeks probationary period where you're checking in every other day with them, um, texting them, calling them in person, checking in with the leader, seeing where you know things can be improved. Like it should be like one day, computer, watch all these videos. I'm going to quiz you on it at the end. What would you do in this scenario? That, that, that. Awesome. You're ready to go in the field. They go in the field three, four days. Boom, boom, boom. They're learning your hands-on with them. 
you do it, then they do it, and you critique them. And then you do it, and they do it, and you critique them. And you teach them how to do these things. Three, four days, dude. Three, four full days, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to be so freaking good. They're going to be totally fine. And hopefully at this point, you are getting out of the office, and so it's not slowing you down that much because you already have somebody mowing, and it's just you and him trimming, and you're good to go. Um, and if you have to, you have a trimmer too. So you can be like, oh, do these couple, two little things so you can finish up the property and get everything done, right? Um, spend a couple days with them, training them, hands-on, okay? Don't, again, just don't, no two hours and then good luck. That is how you lose somebody on the second day because they're like, I have no clue what's going on. I'm overwhelmed, da-da-da. Some guys get overwhelmed really easily, others more than others, and uh, you just don't, <laughs> You don't want to be the one overwhelming them and then they leave. That's just, you just wasted all that time recruiting and training and doing all these things to retain them. And then you train them for two hours and like, what the heck is going on here? So spend the time, put in the time um, and make sure that you're communicating them with them during this time that you're training them a lot and during the probationary period of like one to three weeks, right? Um, make sure that they feel like you're looking out for them at all the times and make sure that they're comfortable with the culture of the team. Um, and yeah, continue to reiterate that this is a path to something better, right? You're a stepping stone in their story and their vision for their life. Um, and show them practical ways. Hey, dude, now you're taking out the trash. Dude, remember what I said with Timmy? He was taking an issue at the shop, bro. he didn't do this until like three months in. You're already doing it second week. So, I mean, you're, you're killing it, dude. Like get in there, get that trash out, delegate that it out, right? Continue to reiterate the vision because this is the downing phase, first phase. I really want this job. Second phase, shoo, bro, why did I take this job? Right? So during that phase, that's when you're going to see the biggest drop off is during training. So if you have a really long intentional training phase, they see that you're investing in them, they're more likely to stay, especially if you're like, hey, dude, it's going to cost me $3,000 to hire, train, recruit you. I'm $3,000 out of pocket, plus all the profit that I missed out on because you're training, you're not as good during training or probationary period, or that the fact that we're not running at 100% capacity because you're not up to snuff yet, um, productivity-wise because you're not experienced and you've only been here a month, right? So make that clear now. Uh, the third thing, regular employment, okay? A couple things, gifts. Get them personalized gifts, okay? This is something, I I mean, I love giving gifts. I'm not gonna lie, I love giving people stuff. Um, like stuff that I'm like, dude, you look good. You look good with this, these kicks on. You look good with this watch. Dude, you know, I catch like uh, the rock vibe from you. You know, let me get you some rock merch. You know, the rock, Dwayne Johnson. Um, we have one guy, um, Actually, I'm not going to say he's probably listening, but uh, there's some personalized gifts that I'm like super excited to to get the guys um, this winter, and I'm excited to do it too, right? But paying a little bit, maybe I could get a nice whatever for myself. I could get a nice new watch. I could, um, you know, get some newer skis. I could do whatever for myself, or I could get these guys something that's going to mean so much to them, right? Something that their other employee wouldn't do. When you're a smaller company, you are able to do these things that like, Bigger companies, humongous companies don't do. And if you care, and then the next level is like, okay, well, I don't have time to care about all the employees right now. I don't know them all. I don't know them all that well. Awesome. I guarantee their crew lead and their manager knows them well enough to be able to make a decision and say, hey, here's your budget. What do you want to buy them? Cool. Awesome. Let's get them this, right? It's personalized for them. All this good stuff, right? Gifts can be great. Do me a favor. Spend the same amount on everybody. Please do not spend more on one person than less on the other. Just as I end well, uh, team events, uh, great for team morale. Hey, quick cookout tonight, beers, all this stuff, whatever they want, um, dinner, that kind of thing. Bring your family, you know, go home, shower, come back. We're going to eat together, da 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 da, right? Holiday, this, that, the third. 
any excuse to have a team event, have a team event, go somewhere for a team event. We go, we go to the Syracuse soccer games because we have a lot of soccer guys and some guys who just hate soccer, but they come because we have food. I got them sub tray and we hang out. It's a good time. We're yelling at the refs and, and all that good stuff, right? And it's free for me. The tickets are free. Like we can get them free. Um, so it's just food and then transporting everyone there and all that kind of logistical stuff. So worth it. Make it like a part of life for them. Uh, notes, text, and phone calls of praise. Leave them some voicemails. Dude, you're killing it. Hearing all good things from X, Y, and Z person because guess what? When you name names, hey, Bobby Joey, they, uh, Bobby and Joey both told me that you were crushing it. Next time you say Bobby and Joey, hey, man, what's up, dude? I appreciate the the compliments, right? And you can just roll it from there. It's, it's even better if you assign another person to it and say, dude, you're crushing it. I'm hearing it from Bobby and Joey. Keep up the good work. So it's praise from you and Bobby and Joey. So even better. Publicly praise, right? Everyone's in the same room. Hey, I just wanted to shout out my boy Jamil over here, Jamar over here. He's been crushing it, been doing a great job. Um, quality's 10 of 10. Speed, also very good. Very good. You guys should be worried. This man's this man's coming for all of you. And then you just shout him out like that. And he's over here like, oh, no, stop it. You know, that kind of thing. It's awesome. And then privately criticize. So never like be in front of everyone like, oh, stupid guy. And if anyone asks, you say, oh, no, it's between me and him. It wasn't a big deal, even if it was a huge deal. Because you just don't want other people like, oh, did you hear about Joey? You know, this... Right, you don't want that privately criticized. It shows respect to that person as well. Uh, stay aligned with their change, changing vision. So quarterly check-ins, like I said. Um, hey, where you at with things? Where's this? How's the, the influencer going for fitness? I actually changed my mind. I think I want to go into trades. I think I want to start, you know, become a car salesman. I'm learning about what that. Oh, awesome! Guess what? You're also going to find out when they're going to quit long before they quit. If you're not having quarterly check-ins, you have no idea. If you're asking me like quarterly check-ins, you're like, yeah, so you feel like you're getting enough hours? No, nah, I don't feel like I'm getting enough hours. I need more hours. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That happens to us this season because we were not checking in and saying, hey, do you need more hours? What are you looking for? That, 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 that. And one of the guys left because he wasn't getting hours because we we're switching things up last minute and because we didn't know what he, what we were doing wrong because we never had a chance to talk to him. Um, so quarterly check-ins is huge. Always construct and build up. Say things to build people up. Become more than a boss. Become a brother. Um Always treat them with respect as if they are in more authority than you. So approach this conversation. Hey, uh, Joey, I noticed this thing that you've been, you know, I think you've been doing great at X, Y, and Z. I noticed this thing. Um, I just, I don't think it's good for the company. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to stop doing X, Y, and Z, smoking the truck, cursing, um, harassing people, speeding, whatever. It's not good for the company. I'll be clear. And it's, there's no place for that here. Um, but say it respectfully and make sure they understand you're in charge, but don't talk down to them. Uh, culture of positivity. Um, it, that doesn't favor any one person. So things are on the up and up. Optimism, even if it's really not. Because if you are not happy as the company owner, if you're pissed, if life sucks, everybody else is going to hate life. Okay, just a fact of the matter. Because um, everyone else has their own stuff going on. And if you can't even put a smile on to go to work, they ain't going to put a smile on when they go to work, okay? They're not here to cheer you up. You're here to cheer them up. It's tough. I get it. First world problems. You make 10 times what they make, and you have to smile sometimes. First world problems. Um, make sure you also don't favor any one person when you're, like, positive, like, oh, hey, Joey. Hey, Bobby, get over it. You know, like, don't do that kind of stuff. Um, and make sure, again, that they're financially aligned because that can be a huge thing where they're, like, they're like, they didn't tell you, but you're not paying them enough. And they really feel like they can't ask you for a raise because you've been 
pointing out so many things about them and they've got their own things they're insecure about and whatever. So they're just going to find a job at Pizza Hut that pays them a dollar more an hour and gives you them more hours. But they could have just asked you for a $2 an hour raise and asked for more hours. But they just didn't feel like they could say something like that and, and that kind of thing. Um, so have the meetings. See if you're financially aligned with them. Good to know in advance. Um, be a good parent. I heard this so from one of the previous guys that I'd work with in ministry. He was actually in charge of me. His name is Nelly. Okay. I think it's short for Nelson, I want to say. And this is something that he told me because in ministry, you're dealing with a lot of crazy people and um, especially kids. And so he's like, with kids, you need to be stern, but you need to move on without a grudge. I'm like, dude, that's so good. Like, you're like, no, absolutely not. And then you move on. You're not like, bro, I told you. Oh my God. It's just like, no. Every time that they hit the wall of no, they're like, whoa. If they're like speeding in the truck and you're like, no. And they're like, whoa, whoa, okay. All right, all right. Boss is good and lasts to speed in the truck. If he sees some speed, GPS and he sees some speed in the truck, he's going to call me and be like, stop speeding right now or you're fired or something like that. I mean, you don't have to be ridiculous. You don't have to necessarily give them a, a specific punishment, but remind them, hey, no speeding or whatever. I mean, you don't have to sound like, like again, say it respectfully in a way that like isn't disrespectful, but just be stern. Okay, this we can't tolerate that here, okay? But I appreciate you putting in the hard work the other day. Just do not do that thing. Okay, and you move on. You don't hold a grudge. Oh, dude, he speeds all the time. Oh my goodness, that guy's gonna get into an accident. Don't do that, especially don't speak about like like that around other employees. They pick up on it and they make fun of Joey for speeding and hate on each other, and then it's just a war inside. It's just not good. Um, and yeah, speak only praise, even when you only have negative things to say. Very hard to do because as a business owner, all you're seeing is like all the bad things going on. I call myself a strategic pessimist. Um, you just see the bad things going on and you're just like, dude, oh my gosh, you know, and you just want to go off on people. Don't go off on people, okay? Because when you speak negative things about other employees, it creates a culture war where it's you versus them, where it's them versus them. It's sect versus sect. And then all of a sudden it's just, it's chaos. So be positive. Don't say negative things about other people. The only time when you should criticize someone is to their face in private. Very hard to do. Very, very hard to do. I've been guilty of this many a time and i'm just trying to make moves in the right direction so people are like dude this guy's so slow i'm like hey he's improving right i'm not gonna say yes he's so slow he sucks i we should probably replace him i'm just like hey yeah he's moving a little bit slower right or just change the subject if i have nothing else good if i have nothing good to say i'm gonna change the subject we're not talking about it, okay so that is what i got for you guys the three phases during the hiring phase set clear expectations more details the better clear path to grow fit in their vision um, during the training phase too, during the training phase, make it a long training phase. Again, reiterate the path and it's how it's a part of their life vision. Make sure that they're comfortable and you're looking out for them. The third thing, um, for like regular employment from there, gifts, team events, uh, public praise, private criticize, stay in line with their vision, construct and build them up. Be positive. I hate to say, it, but be positive. Make sure that you're financially, um, aligned with them. Make sure you're not holding grudges. Those are the kind of things that are going to keep employees around for longer. I know it sounds so incredibly simple, but in business, I've said this before, in business, it is 10% education and it is 90% perspiration. It is mostly the act of doing that's going to get you anywhere. And you learning this, like, oh, it's so simple. Well, if you don't do it, it doesn't help. So do it, take action, go through and say, hey, is this something I should say about my, my employee in front of other employees? Am I really being more than a boss to them? Um, am I really aligning myself with their life vision? Or am I trying to mold them to fit within my company? Or should I be like, yeah, I should probably hire someone new because they're not really aligned with me, my vision of where I want to take my company, right? If they're in a senior position in your company and you want to go to 10 million 
and they cannot get their head past 2 million. That's a problem. It is a problem. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on retaining employees. A lot of stuff in there that we are now implementing and that was just learned over trial and error. I have not been perfect since the beginning. You can ask anybody who's ever worked for me. It's, there have been some rough days. So learn from my, my mistakes. Learn from the things done right by people out there who are killing it with their employees and keep them around for a long time. Trust me, this is going to make your life easier. You're going to be happier. It's better dealing with your employees. You're going to have to hire new people less so you, that you're going to make more money. Everything is going to win when you're willing to make the sacrifices and be intentional about retaining your employees. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will catch you next week um, for the next pillar in the series. Let me even pull this up and see what the next pillar is. So I think we just finished um, pillar three, which is the employees. Did we finish it? We got one more. And the employees here is firing. Oh, boy, this is going to be a doozy. So if you guys want to hear, how do you, how, do, how the heck do you fire somebody in a way that's graceful, that, that sets an example for others? Not going to be the longest episode in the world because it's pretty basic, straightforward, but some insight that a lot of people do wrong. Um, and I've done it wrong, and I've done it right, and this is how you do it right. So with that being said, hope you guys enjoy. I'll catch you next week. Peace.